0: scripture text for this morning comes from Acts chapter 10, verses 34 to 43. Let us listen to God's word to us this morning. Then Peter began to speak to them. I truly understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That message spread throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John announced. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. We and to testify that he is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Announcements are, generally speaking, not our favorite part of anything. I have a few announcements to make is code for, this will be boring but essential, so please bear with me. It's a phrase that can quiet a room like no other phrase. The only other thing that comes close is, do I have a volunteer to pray? (laughs) Silence. Every time. Have you seen that moment in a movie where they're on an airplane and someone's having a heart attack? A concerned loved one stands up and yells, He's having a heart attack. Someone, please help me. And everyone looks at each other and goes, oh my gosh, a heart attack. I'm not a doctor. I couldn't possibly help. This is the look we get when we ask people to pray. Sweaty palms, darting eyes, rapid breathing. I'm not a pastor. I couldn't possibly pray. This request quiets a room. Announcements work that way, too. Either you get quiet and tune it all out, or you start fidgeting and you begin to whisper to the person next to you we all know that look that can come with announcements eyes glaze over my mouth keeps moving but all you hear is womp, 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 womp. you've likely seen this look in your children or students or colleagues people don't show up to a business meeting saying oh i just can't wait for the announcements that's my favorite part we don't show up to church stoked about the announcements. Music, sure. Children's sermon, absolutely. Sermon, fine. But announcements? No, that's just something we get through. Then you go home. Is that a fellowship dinner this week or next week? <laughs> what time does youth start again? Did I sign up to cook food for the kids? Did I miss the session meeting? Well, they were all in the announcements. But announcements are always difficult to hear. The announcements about the church's life are put in the bulletin on Sunday, read to you as though you can't read them yourselves. And then before the benediction, the pastor will say, don't forget, we have a fellowship lunch immediately following the service. And then somebody at the back door while shaking the minister's hand will ask, pastor, are we having a fellowship lunch today? I know. It's hard to listen to the announcements, which is why I don't envy Peter. In our text for this morning, Peter begins to make an announcement. He is in the home of Cornelius. You see, God has sent him to this home, a Gentile home, which means Cornelius and his family are not Jewish. So it is a home that Peter should not be in. Yet, here he is, because God sent him there. And as the crowd gathers around, Peter stands up to make an announcement. This is not too surprising. After all, Peter is the one among the disciples that has the big mouth. He was the one who stood up and addressed to the crowds when the Holy Spirit came down and sent the church out to proclaim who God is. That's called Pentecost. Peter was the one who stood up, raised his voice, and announced to the crowd what was going on. Peter is a professional announcer. And the message he has to announce is not just any announcement. Peter stands up to say that we are witnesses to the peace that Jesus proclaimed. As the powers of violence of human insecurity tried to crush him, Jesus continued to proclaim reconciliation and hope. Peter announces that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he uses his power to heal the sick and free the oppressed. Peter says, Jesus worked good deeds and he healed and he taught. Then Jesus was put to death. And on the third day, he was raised to life. This is no change in schedule that Peter is announcing. The announcement that Peter has to make isn't even just about the resurrection from the dead, as if that announcement is ever a just. He is announcing the resurrection of Jesus of Nazareth from the dead. Who was raised from the dead? Jesus of Nazareth. We are here on Easter Sunday and we are well aware of the fact that we are here to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, but the announcement has become so familiar that it blends in with the deacon meeting in a couple of weeks on our next potluck dinner. Youth group, 6 p.m. tonight, Monday, Thursday, service at 6.30. Oh, and just a reminder, Jesus was raised from the dead. Mark your calendars. Now moving on. But let me announce this again. Jesus of Nazareth was raised from the dead. Not the mighty King Herod, who tried to stab that baby while he was still in the cradle. Not Pontius Pilate, who was the governor that screamed in the face of Jesus and said, Don't you know I have the power to kill you this instant Not Tiberius Caesar, who sat like a marble statue in Rome and said, I have nothing really to do with peasants, especially Jewish peasants. All of those people have died, and we dust off their memories once a year to tell the Easter story. But Jesus of Nazareth was raised from the dead. Which means that God lifted up this person and said, This is the one I have vindicated God says, this is the person you are created in the image of. This one, the one who never spoke ill of anyone or violently hurt a soul. This is the one I have in mind for the world. Jesus is not just raised from the dead. He is raised from the shame of an execution and the rejection of his people. He is vindicated from the criticism that was hurled upon him. He is raised after the powers of this world did their best to destroy him. There is no greater announcement. Jesus of Nazareth is alive. If you remember the Easter story that was read earlier in the service, Peter's announcement that Jesus is alive is one that he can personally attest to. He is the one that ran to the tomb once the disciples learned that Jesus had been raised from the dead. He's seen it with his own eyes. He didn't believe the announcement when he first heard it. It's a hard announcement to hear. When the Marys were at the tomb, the angels announced, He's not here. He is risen. The ladies hurried back to the disciples who were still hiding in the upper room. The two who heard this announcement rushed back and told the disciples, He's not there. He is risen. Peter heard the announcement and needed to double-check the facts. Could it be true? Is he really alive? Peter had to know. So he ran to the tomb. He ran, robe billowing, chest heaving, as he races through the crowded Jerusalem streets. He checked for himself. And Jesus was not there. All that was left was a pile of linen cloths. So the angel's announcement became Peter's. He's not here. He is risen. Peter will carry that announcement to the crowds that gather at Pentecost. He will carry that announcement to a crippled beggar looking for gold and silver. The beggar who is lame will get up and walk, and Peter will take the opportunity to announce to the crowd that Jesus is risen, and through faith in him there is salvation. Peter will carry this announcement before the Sanhedrin, the court of law. How do you heal the crippled, they will ask, in the name of Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, who was raised from the dead. Peter will carry this announcement to all sorts of crowds, to political leaders, to Jews and to Gentiles, even to prison. Jesus isn't here. He's alive. My husband has discovered that anytime he wears his Alabama hat, someone will yell, Roll Tide. Now, he's a Chicago boy, so the first time this happened, it took some cultural translation. <laughs> But Brian has worn this hat all through the streets of Chicago, New York City, New Jersey, Scottsboro, Alabama. He can be on the other side of the world or on the other side of the street. It doesn't matter if he wears the cap. He will inevitably get a roll tied. I don't know if anyone saw this on the news. It happened in 2014. But this man is being arrested for selling prescription pills. The man is wearing University of Alabama pajama pants. A reporter at the scene asks him if there's anything he'd like to say. <laughs> yep. The man looks up and says, I'm innocent, roll tight. <laughs> to which the cop next to him bobs his head and you can see him mouth a roll tight. <laughs> Peter is like an avid Alabama or Auburn fan Take your pick. Every chance he gets, he's announcing to the world his allegiance. But Peter isn't yelling, roll tide. He's yelling, Jesus is alive. He is risen. He gets arrested. Peter says, hey, guys, Jesus is alive. Walking down the street, hey, guys, have you heard what Jesus of Nazareth did? Did I tell you that Jesus is alive? Have you heard it? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Now, this announcement that Peter carries will convince some in the blink of an eye that this risen Christ is one worth following, one worth surrendering everything for. Some will hear the announcement and they will quickly repent of sin and seek God's forgiveness. But others will hear the announcement and simply walk away. Because announcements are hard Luckily for us, Easter lasts 50 days. We think of today as Easter Sunday. Whoopee, here we go. But Easter, according to the church, lasts 50 days, which is good. If you don't get the announcement today, you still have 49 days to get it. A 70-year-old approached a pastor after church one Sunday morning, and this is a true story. He approached the pastor and he said, you know, I've been to church all my life. I've heard lots of sermons, and don't take this the wrong way. Your sermon was good, but it wasn't anything special. But today was the first time I got it. I've come to church my whole life, and I never got it, but this time I do. Jesus changes everything. For some, it takes 50 days. For others... It takes longer because announcements are hard to hear. They are hard to hear because announcements only have an impact if there is a response. The announcements of a meeting requires a meeting to happen. The announcement of a potluck dinner is pointless unless we have a potluck dinner. Announcements require some sort of reaction, some sort of response. The Easter announcement requires a response from us. That's why we still need to hear Peter's announcement and why we still need to proclaim it. Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit. He lived and healed. He died for our sins and now He is risen. He's alive. Now you have 50 days. So don't be in a hurry. Take the afternoon, take the evening, take next week. You have 50 days. For some people, it takes longer. It's a big announcement, and it's larger than it looks, so take it home and chew on it, because this announcement is everything. I cannot stand before you today and announce that peace has been declared in Ukraine or the Middle East But I can announce that God's reign of peace is coming because Christ was resurrected. I cannot stand before you today and announce that Alzheimer's, fibromyalgia, anxiety and depression are gone and your loved ones have been made well. But I can announce with certainty that they will be because Christ has been resurrected. I cannot stand before you and say there will be no more children who grow up feeling bullied and alone. No more people hungry on our streets. No more people forgotten in their homes. But I can announce with certainty that one day they won't be. Christ has been resurrected. And in his kingdom, his kingdom that is coming with the certainty of the sunrise, no one will be forgotten. It's a big announcement, bigger than a potluck dinner or a session meeting. Honestly, it's too big to fully understand, even in 50 days. But we don't have to understand it to know that it's true. Which is why we can go out and testify That Jesus is the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. We can go out and testify that anyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses to all that he did in both Judea and Jerusalem and all he is doing today. Our job is not to understand. It is simply to announce this incredible truth to our city, to our family, and even to the ends of the earth. And that's why my assignment today is simply to announce to you, like Peter did, that this morning, sometime before sunrise, God raised from among the dead Jesus of Nazareth. You have 50 days. In fact, I'm sure if you applied you could get an extension. Let us pray. Lord God, we stand back and are amazed and in awe of a God that loves us so much that he sent his only son to die on the cross for us. But Lord, we are even more amazed at the fact that you loved us so much that you raised this son of yours back to life and that because of that we might have life two. Today, we say thank you, and we stand back amazed that Christ is risen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.